0: Chapter Seventeen of Driven Back to Eden by Edward Payson Rowe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by David Gore. Chapter Seventeen: Good Bargains in Maple Sugar. By eleven o'clock, we had all the basement cleaned except the one cow stall that was filled to the ceiling with litter, and Winnie had washed the windows. Then John Jones's lank figure darkened the doorway, and he cried, Hello, neighbor, what you driving at? Look around and see, and then tell us where to get a lot of chickens. Well, I declare, how you slick things up. You're not going to scrub the dirt floor, are you? Well, well, this looks like business, just the place for chickens. Wonder old man Jameson didn't keep em here but he didn't care for fowls. Now I think of it, there's to be a Van do the first of the week, and there was a lot of chickens printed on the poster. I smiled. Oh, I don't mean that the chickens themselves was on the poster, but a statement that a lot would be sold at auction. I'll bid em in for you if they're a good lot. If you, a city chap, was to bid, some straw bidder would raise em again you. I know what they're worth and everybody there'll know I do, and they'll try no sharp games with me. That will suit me exactly, Mr. Jones. I don't want any game fouls of that kind. (laughs) Ha, ha, I see the point. Have you looked into the root cellar? Yes, we opened the door and looked, but it was dark as a pocket. Well, I don't believe in matches round a barn, but I'll show you something and he opened the door, struck a match, and holding it aloft, revealed a heap of turnips, another of carrots, five barrels of potatoes, and three of apples. The children pounced upon the last with appetites sharpened by their morning's work. "'You see,' resumed Mr. Jones, "'these were here when old man Jameson died. "'If I hadn't sold the place, "'I should have taken them out before long "'and got rid of what I didn't want. Now you can have the lot at a low figure, which he named. I'll take them, I said promptly. The carrots make it look like a gold mine, cried Merton. Well, you're wise, resumed Mr. Jones. You'll have to get a cow and a horse, and here's fodder for em handy. Perhaps I can pick em out for you, too, at the Van Du. You can go along, and if anything strikes your fancy, I'll bid on it. Oh, papa, cried the children in chorus, can we go with you to the Vandu? Yes, I think so. When does the sale take place? Next Tuesday. That's a good breed of potatoes. Jameson Allis had the best of everything. They'll furnish you with seed and supply your table till new ones come. I guess you could sell a barrel or so of apples at a rise. I've found a market for them already. Look at these children, and I'm good for half a barrel myself if they don't decay too soon. Where could we find better or cheaper food? All the books say that apples are fattening. That's true, a man and beast, if the books do say it. They'll keep in this cool dark cellar longer than you think, longer than you let em from the way they're disappearing. I guess I'll try one. "'Certainly a dozen, just as if they were still yours. "'They wasn't mine. "'They belonged to the Jamison estate. "'I'll help myself now, quicker than I would before. "'I might come it over a live man, you know, but not a dead one. "'I'd trust you with either.' "'While I was laughing at this phase of honesty, he resumed. "'This is the kind of place to keep apples. "'Cool, dry, dark, even temperature.' Why, they're as crisp and juicy as if just off the trees. I came over to make a suggestion. There's a lot of sugar maple trees on your place down by the brook. Why not tap em and set a couple of pots boiling over your open fire? You'd kill two birds with one stone. The fire'd keep you warm and make a lot of sugar in the bargain. I opine, too, the children would like the fun they were already shouting over the idea but i said dubiously how about the pails to catch the sap well said mr jones i've thought of that we've a lot of spare milk pails and pans that we're not using junior understands the business and as we're not very busy he can help you and take his pay in sugar the subject of poultry was forgotten and the children scampered off to the house to tell of this new project before Mister Jones and I left the basement, he said, "You don't want any partition here at present. Only a few perches for the fowls. There's a fairish shed you remember in the upper barnyard. And when tain't very cold or stormy, the cow'll do well enough there from this out. The weather'll be growing milder most every day. And in rough spells, you can put her in here. Chickens won't do her any harm. Law's sake." When the main conditions is right, what's the use of having everything just so? It's more important to save you time and strength and money. You'll find enough to do without one stroke that ain't needful. Thus John Jones fulfilled his office of mentor. End of chapter 17. Recording by David Gore